Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, martial law. Rodrigo brings the case against his friend and jiu-jitsu classmate, Matthew. Rodrigo claims Matthew has avoided taking the no-gi classes at their jiu-jitsu studio and needs to start challenging himself in his practice. Matthew says he's tried the classes but can't spend all his free time practicing. Is Matthew wimping out? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. You swing to your left, then you swing to your right. This new dance, people, it's pure dynamite. Every step is poetry in motion. Let the rhythm take your devotion. So when you feel like you want to fight, people, listen to me. Don't get uptight. This is all. This is all you do. Bailiff Jesse, swear him in. Please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that his specialty is Bartitsu? I do. I do. Very well. Judge Hodgman? You may be seated, Rodrigo and Matthew, for an immediate summary judgment in one of your favors. Can either of you name the piece of culture that I paraphrased as I entered the courtroom, and I will allow that barking dog in the back room to vote as well? (laughs) Rodrigo. No, I have no idea. Is it Vision Quest? Is it Vision Quest? Matthew jumping in for the steal. No. I could not. I, I could not. So. I could not complete. I could not complete the quote, which is a lyric to a song, without revealing the name of the song. This is all. This is all you do. Dance the kung fu. And of course, you are familiar with dance the kung fu. No. Oh, it's my favorite song. No. No. Right. But I couldn't come out and just read the lyrics from. Kung Fu Fighting by Carl Douglas, because you would know it, right? Correct. Everybody was Kung Fu Fighting. Those cats were fast as lightning, right? I couldn't say that. But what I didn't know until All right, I, we would have got that one. You would have gotten that one, or you would not have, Matthew? I think I would have got that one. Yeah, I can't allow that to happen. Uh, so uh, instead, <laughs> it turns out that Carl Douglas, after he enjoyed his one number one hit in 1974, the novelty disco track... Kung Fu Fighting. He attempted to recapture the magic by releasing another song about Kung Fu called Dance the Kung Fu. And he released that in the same year, about five months later. And uh, and this song is not as good a song. It peaked at number 35. And uh, Carl Douglas is now 71 years old. But Jesse Thorne, have you ever had a number uh, a number one hit, Jesse? No, sir. No. How about either of you guys? I don't think so. Number, do you ever have a number one hit on the dance pop charts or the, just the Billboard Top 100? No, I think I was like number four too. Yeah, right. And that and that was that was that was in the that was in the uh, the Kung Fu only novelty song charts. That was during a brief period when Billboard had a special chart for glibness. <laughs> right. No. So let's not let us let us uh, let us praise Carl Douglas and uh, and hope that he is happy and healthy. And 
I hope he's a listener and a Maximum Fun member. And perhaps even he would like to buy a Ragnarok survival kit, which he can do by going to bit.ly slash survive Ragnarok. So, Rodrigo, you contend that Matthew is not hardcore enough in his jujitsu. Tell me why. Uh, well, we've probably been doing jujitsu around the same amount of time at the same gym for about two years now. And he regularly goes to the gi classes. But in those two years, he has probably gone to one uh, no-gi class. Okay, and just for the benefit of our listeners, a no-gi jujitsu class is a nude jujitsu class. Is that correct? It's uh, it's pretty much where you just wear uh, shorts and uh, just like a, a rash guard, like an Under Armour um, tight shirt, compression shirt. Mm-hmm. And gi is where you have the actual like karate-style kimono that you see. Right. The classic with the belt your, attached. Your classic karate man uniform. Yes. And what is the difference between a gi class and a no gi class? Is it just the the outfit that you're wearing? Uh, no, it's actually uh, the the speed's a lot different. It, uh, no gi match is a lot faster, just because you don't have anything to grab onto and slow the person down. Mm-hmm. And also, um, the submissions you can do in a gi class are different than the ones you can do in a no gi class because you can choke someone with their um with the fabric whereas no gi you can't do any of that what what wait a minute let let me back up for a second here you can choke someone with the fabric yes what, what gym are you going what does. gym are you going to hunger games gym <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe I need to understand what jujitsu is. Now, I understand what kung fu is because of uh, I just know that those cats are fast as lightning. What is the difference between kung fu and jujitsu? What is jujitsu? Uh, it's sort of the best way to explain, it, I guess, is sort of like wrestling, except with uh, submissions. So there's no striking. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Everything else except striking. So it's just grappling and and sub- and getting the other person to submit to a form that you have chosen. Yes. And correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the sport of uh, mixed martial arts or ultimate fighting seems to have determined over the years that it is perhaps the most effective real world fighting technique. I would agree with that. Oh, so mixed martial arts is real world fighting? Well, mixed martial arts mixed martial arts is the closest the closest sort of observed thing to real world fighting and the only sport where various martial arts battle against each other and mixes thereof and one of the things that has come up over the 15 or so years that mixed martial arts has been a major thing is that uh jiu-jitsu pretty much always wins. Now, of wow. course, people have added things to jiu-jitsu, but jiu-jitsu is like the the one that works. So the, just get people on the ground and choke them. So, so the, the mixed martial arts ring, or is, is the octagon? Like I know, because mixed martial arts is the generic term. That other thing you said, the f- ultimate f- fighting final. No, no, that's a that's a that's a trademarked promotion, I believe. Oh, forgive me. And I, I <laughs> by no means did I mean to. By no means did I mean to uh, buzz market something that genuinely terrifies me. <laughs> And and mixed martial arts is the generic term. Now, does mixed martial arts, Rodrigo, since I'm since you're the hardcore jujitsu dude, uh, uh, does mixed martial arts take place in an octagon? Uh, it depends on uh, who's holding the the fight, but usually it does. Okay, and so this this octagon or this or this uh, non-specific uh, fight shape 
has become the crucible by which all kinds of fighting styles have 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 fought for dominance and jujitsu. We've learned now through fighting science is is number one fight. Uh, well, it's the number one grappling fight because you can't. There's punching as well in mixed martial arts, and you can't punch in jujitsu. Correct. So what? So is what Jesse was saying was that right or wrong? Just so I understand, what is the um, what is the advantage uh, that jujitsu has? in a mixed martial arts setting that has, that has uh, increased its uh, profile so highly in Jesse Thorne's mind of all people. <laughs> uh, a lot of times when a match goes to the ground, uh, the techniques that they're using are from jujitsu. Right. That's when the two guys, instead of standing up and fighting, lie down on the ground and hug one another to death. <laughs> yes. By hug one, one another to death. Yeah, Judge Hodgman, you mean choke each other with the fabric, yeah. right? It's like ba- <laughs> it's like ballet. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's a beautiful art form. It's not fighting. It's two guys trying to choke each other by punching each other in the throat until one of them d- hurts. It's like it's an art. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The sweet science. <laughs> All right. So jujitsu, is there a lot of ground game in jujitsu? Do you go down to the ground a lot in jujitsu? Uh, yeah, like 90% of the match is done on the ground. Oh, okay. Um, it, unless two people are really good at going for takedowns, um, which I'm not. I usually, I think I submitted a couple of clips where I'm usually on the ground within the first five seconds. All right, I'm going to take, take a look at this now. Here is a video of me, Rodrigo, to show what no gi is. I actually get wrongfully disqualified in the clip, but it was the highest video, uh, highest quality video I have. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll be the judge of whether you were wrongfully disqualified. Take a look. These will be on the on the blog, obviously. Whoa. Okay. Now you're hugging this man, and which one are you? Blue shirt or blue and white shirt? Um, all blue. You're all blue. So the first thing you do is you have jumped into this man's arms and wrapped your legs around him as though you were my child greeting me at the door. And now you have you have wrapped your you have wrapped your hands around his neck, and you're and you're pulling his head down hard into his own chest, like you are my child greeting me at yes. the door. All right, let's see what else you do, like my child. You're trying to pull, he's pushing you away, and this has now become extremely awkward and uncomfortably long. Now you're reaching around his leg. <laughs> now you're on the ground. Now your back is on the ground yes. here, Rodrigo. Now, when, and this just keeps going on where you guys just grab and paw at each other for a long period of time. (laughs) And this is a sport, I would not say, like, this is a sport more for you two, right? Not really for the spectator. I mean, I'm sure the connoisseur (laughs) would enjoy seeing the various grapplings you're doing, but then, okay, now you've been disqualified. I'm sure the connoisseur would would be pleased to see the, the particular moves that you're doing and would understand it. But it is a sport as a spectator. It's a sport for the initiated. It's not like watching, um, uh, 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 beautiful horses jump over beautiful hedges or whatever. Right. Oh, if I, if I brought in a friend that wasn't interested in jujitsu, they'd probably hate me for bringing them to a competition. Right. Cause it looks very, it looks very awkward and uncomfortable. And frankly, because <laughs> a lot of people don't enjoy being choked by the fabric. <laughs> okay, so this is no geese. So you guys are wearing rash guards and shorts, and 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 tell me how you were unfairly disqualified. It is a very um, high quality video, though, so I give you credit for that. Since this is a podcast, that's very important. But so, you, how are you? How are you? How are you unfairly disqualified? 
the move I was going for, um, it's supposed to put shoulder uh, pressure on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ref uh, thought that I was putting pressure on the bicep, which uh-huh. is illegal yeah. for someone at my level. So It's illegal for someone at your level. It's too, too advanced me. to move well, for you. Yes, I know. Apparently, I'm not good enough to do yeah, that move. Look, now you get up and, you're, but, and you are mad in this video. You want to punch a guy, but you can't because it's jujitsu, no striking. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes. You, you really got to learn jujitsu better. I put pressure on my <laughs> biceps all the time. Just lifting a glass puts oh, pressure wow. on my biceps. I, I, That's how badass I am. You know, folks, folks, this is like the Avengers. You, after you see the, the, the final fight, you got to stick around for the after credit sequence where Rodrigo <laughs> argues with the ref and storms <laughs> off angry. <laughs> wow. All right. Angry all right. and deadly. <laughs> His indignation is his weapon. Um, Rodrigo, <laughs> uh, you're a tough dude, and you did a good job. That's pretty hardcore. Matthew, how come you don't want to fight uh, while wearing uh, a rash guard and shorts? How come you want to wear a karate guy uniform, like a cool karate guy, and you don't want to look like two, <laughs> two, two surfers who got into a beef? <laughs> well, the, the thing, that if you can probably tell from the video, um, Rodrigo's like, of more athletic build. I'm not sure if you submitted the picture of, uh, of both of us. So when I started doing jujitsu, um, I was a lot, uh, I had a lot less strength than I do now. Mm-hmm. So the gi is more of like a, um, it's kind of something that you can use to like even the playing field with people who just try and use like all strength. So like in no gi classes, I always like used to prefer doing the gi classes because um, you can use like the fabric to like make like loops and you can do like different styles of, um, of a guard, which can like, you know, prevent the person from like trying to smash you the whole time. Because if the right. person's a lot stronger than you and they're doing, um, no geats, it's a lot harder to like hold them in place or right. to prevent them from, from out muscling you. Like it's a combination. Especially at like it's lower a, levels. Right. You can make, you can say it's, like it's a combination of fighting and like not tying. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm pretty good at the knot tying, so. Well, Rodrigo did send in the photo of you guys together. And I can't tell. It's just a bunch of young men who are who are hitting each other with belts. Is this part of your <laughs> sport? It happens about uh, once every, like, six months when there's promotions. So when people are given new belts, uh, whoever gets a new belt has to run through the, it's called the gauntlet. And so everyone sets up to either side, and they have to run, and they get smacked with the belt. It's completely optional. Let me ask you guys a question. As someone who is no longer one and never was the other, what is it like to be young and a man? Hitting each other with belts. Oh, <laughs> some trash talk, Matt, from you, Jujitsu pal. All right, I'm now using the facial recognition software that is embedded in this um, uh, totally generic, non-name brand social networking site. Uh, I can determine that Matthew is the fellow on the right who is getting ready to hit his friend with a belt. And Matthew, <laughs> right. this, is the, this is the image that you are sending to me, a 42-year-old man with a mustache, to prove that you are not physically fit enough to... Uh, <laughs> To, to to engage in no gi style jujitsu is that correct? Well, the thing is, um, since I, I probably put on like 
15 pounds of muscle since I first started doing jiu-jitsu. So I probably was a lot skinnier when I first started. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you doping? Are you doping? (laughs) No, I was just really skinny. Did you have that accent before you started doping to put on muscle? (laughs) Where are you from? Yes. Where are you from? Uh, England, Birmingham, England. Birmingham, England. And Rodrigo, where, where are you from originally? I'm from Lemonster, Massachusetts. Lemonster, Massachusetts, the ancient rivals of my father's hometown <laughs> of Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Who won on Turkey Day? Lemonster. I'm gonna. I, I, you're probably right. The Blue Devils. I think they. I. I don't ever remember a time when Fitchburg won. Don't yell at me, Fitchburg. <laughs> you know I don't care about this stuff. Well, good for you. And where is this gym? It's on Newberry Street in Boston. Whoa, all right. So this is a Bostonian a Bostonian jiu-jitsu gym. Yes. Yeah. Um and uh and and how old are you guys? I am twenty-four. I'm Matthew, twenty-five. Matthew, what brings you to our fair shores? Um I've been here for like four years just for, for work. I work as a web developer. All right. And are you are you a legal resident or am, or am I going to get you deported with this podcast or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a legal resident. All right. And you guys met through this gym, is that correct? Or were you pals from before? We met through the gym. All right. Now, Rodrigo, why is it any of your business what what uh, what Matthew wants to do in his jiu-jitsu career? I, I care about him mm-hmm. and I feel like this, like not doing no gi is hurting his game. For instance, there is only a limited set of moves that Matthew does um, because he feels really comfortable with them. I look, so he I only look forward to hearing moves. I look forward to hearing the names of the moves and the descriptions, at least of a couple of them. Okay. Uh, one of them is called an Ezekiel. And one is called, I think it's just called, or he calls it the sneak. I'm not sure if, or I don't, I don't know if that's a. That's where a you more, get in there and pull down them trousers. <laughs> it's, it's actually called baseball choke. It's, well, oh, wait, it's called baseball choke. Yeah. And, but you call it the sneak. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> it's called baseball wait, choke. What happens it's in the baseball, baseball choke. choke? Yeah. Yeah. It, it takes, it takes one of the <laughs> traditional chokeholds in baseball and adapts it to the jujitsu. <laughs> Is the baseball choke where it's the bottom of the ninth with two outs and you strike out? That's pretty much what happens. Like usually I'll be in like a bad position and then I can like use that choke from like pretty much a lot of different positions. And then like, it'll take the person off guard. And then like, usually I can like tap, out the opponent with that submission. That's why it's called the sneak. It's not very sneaky when it's the only move he does. How, how many? How many times have you two fought each other or grappled? Oh, what would you uh, say? Countless. Do you say fight or do you say you, grapple or what do you say? Lie on the floor and, and uh, violent hug. Say fight. I usually just say. Hmm? Uh, usually roll. It's called rolling. Yeah. How many times you guys rolled? Uh, probably about four times a week. Oh, okay. And and, and do you do you count do you count victories and losses, or is it just uh, practice and sparring? I can't count that high, Your Honor. Oh, are you <laughs> trash are you hijacking my podcast just to trash talk your friend? Is that what's going on here? No, it is not. Uh-huh. You are Matthew. Would you concur with Rodrigo that he is a substantially better jujitsuer than you? 
Yes, I would agree. No, I, I, I would. I would agree I with say that. Substantially better. I would say that he <laughs> also he... probably goes to the gym double the amount of time that I go. And before we go any further, uh, I, I obviously can't see you guys. Does he have you in a baseball choke right now? Do you need, do you need help? <laughs> no. Do you need me to send someone no. over? Okay. He doesn't know how to use the baseball choke. Oh, boy, boy. <laughs> More trash talk. Very exciting here. I feel like I'm at an American sports bar. All right. <laughs> what? What? Hey, can I, tell, can I tell you something funny? I think it's funny anyway. When I was in Boston, I have, you know, I'm from Brookline, and I haven't been to Boston late at night in many a year. And after a show that I performed at the lovely Wilbur Theater, great venue for comedy in Boston that you should go, go to all the time. Um, really one of the best places to perform and see a show. I'll buzz market that all day long. I went to a bar that I will <laughs> not name because it was dumb and gross. Uh, after I was turned away from a fancy bar that wouldn't let me in because it was 2.01 a.m. because Boston. And then the other bar stayed up, stayed out, uh, stayed open later, but eventually at 2.35 a.m. or whatever, they wanted us all to go home. And the way that they got the, <laughs> the way they cleared out the bar was in the most masholic fashion I've ever seen. They turned on all the lights, which is not that uncommon, but then they blasted, blasted the theme song from Cheers. It was the greatest thing <laughs> I had ever I had ever endured by being chased out of a bar by everyone knows your name. Where were we? Oh yeah, you guys. You guys having your dumb your dumb sports fight. <laughs> Matthew, what are you, what are your goals for jujitsu? I mean, I just I just pretty much do it to like keep fit and like I do like to compete just to like test myself to see like what level I'm at. But I mean Right now, I don't really have, like, any goals to be, like, you know, the best in Boston or let's say that. Yeah. Rodrigo, do you hear the sound of someone who, who, who grew up in a, in, a, in, a, in a country where you were cradled from cradle to grave? Do you hear the sound of I someone who grew, up, who grew up in a country with a national health service and has probably yes. – and, 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 and probably has never had to – voluntarily work a day in his life <laughs> <laughs> yes are you are you trying to get by uh, the jujitsu program on the dole matthew <laughs> no i mean i put in i do put in like a a lot of effort just not as much as as rodrigo do you take do you take off long periods of time in your jujitsu training to go backpacking around europe <laughs> no but i wish i could uh, rodrigo if you're in the gym twice as much as Matthew, do you even have a job or is it just jujitsu all the time for you? <laughs> yes, I, I do have a job. What is your job? <laughs> he has a job, but he doesn't have a life. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I, allow it. What is your job? Uh, I work for a project management uh, consulting firm. Oh boy. Go so on. you're a check casher. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You cash checks for major corporations. <laughs> You're a project manager for a consulting firm. Yes, and that is something that there is no human who is a, there is no human in the world who is actually passionate about that. So you pour your passion <laughs> into jujitsu. Is that would that be accurate to say? Yes. I don't want to get you fired from your job and deported to England, counterintuitively. But <laughs> but uh, but uh, is jujitsu a passion for you? Yes. All right, Matthew. Is jujitsu a passion for you? Yes. What? 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 
<laughs> I didn't hear you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Say it like you mean it, son. <laughs> yes. I don't believe you for a second. <laughs> Rodrigo, what is your goal for jujitsu? You're already doing the no-gi training. Are you going to go into into mixed martial arts fightings? Oh, no. 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 I do not want to get punched. Oh, you just, just grappling only? Yes. Just stress on the old biceps. <laughs> so what, yes. So how far do you want to progress in jujitsu, and what do you get out of it? Um, I just want to go as far as I can, I guess. Um, so just compete as much as I can and um, pretty much see how far I can get. All right. Do you want to say uh, not, some not words that might be... Goal. Oh, all right. Let me, let me put it to you this way. You want to say some words that might be somewhat more thought-provoking and inspiring that might get Matthew thinking a little <laughs> bit more about improving his game by you saying what you get out of it, what you get out of going on well, to the next level that might get Matthew out of his rut? Well, Matt likes to compete. He compete. He, when there's any local tournaments, Matt will usually compete in them. And how does he do? So I know he already likes to compete. Uh, how does he do? He he wins some matches, and uh, he's placed several times. Um, and uh, Matthew, are you comfortable with that uh, lackadaisical record? <laughs> yes, let's just say more recently I've been doing better than I was before. Matthew, what, what are you afraid of in these no-gi classes? I mean, not really anything, to be honest. Um, before, before, probably like... I don't, uh, I, I don't believe you, okay? <laughs> because A, this is a terrifying sport to begin with. And B, anyone who avoids doing something is afraid of it. What are you afraid no, but of? but you haven't let me have my return argument. This, the thing is, Rodriguez says that I'm afraid of it no, because I don't I'm choking, those... I'm choking you out with the fabric of your own <laughs> arguments. <laughs> no, Rodrigo says that I don't attend the Nogi classes, but the Nogi classes are always on a Wednesday and a Friday night, which is usually when I have other plans. What are your other plans that are more important than Nogi Jiu-Jitsu? I can't think of any. Well, on Wednesday, it's date night. Is that Gi or Nogi date night? <gasps> Nogi. Oh, That's what I like to hear, buddy. And then Friday, I will usually like go out with go out with some of my friends or like some of Nikki's friends. Some of your jujitsu friends or your non jujitsu friends. Usually, usually non jujitsu friends because mm-hmm. um, most people will tend to not go out on a Friday night so that they don't feel like death at the gym on Saturday. Rodrigo, do you have a fiance or a special person in your life? Unfortunately, I do not. But that no, is a lie uh, stand on Matthew's by. part. I asked you a simple question. Next simple question: Do you have any non-jujitsu friends? <laughs> yes, one. <laughs> what is the name of Rodrigo? Is that a gi or no gi friend? Gi. <laughs> what is the name of Rodrigo's non-jujitsu friend? Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> and what, is, what does Kevin do? Just sit there and take it? <laughs> <laughs> he, like, comes to the bar with us sometimes. To what, degree, to what degree, Rodrigo, do you think 
you're just jealous of Matthew's obviously much more vibrant social life. <laughs> I'm not that jealous because he makes it out like he's doing a lot more than he really is. Right. You don't think he should be going out on dates with his fiance, or, or are you saying they don't actually go out on that many dates? I'm, I'm saying they don't actually go out on that many dates. And that's because you're following them around and monitoring what they're doing every <laughs> Wednesday night? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Driving around. I don't think that counts as a date. You guys just hung around the apartment <laughs> and then hugged and kissed. So I don't think that counts. I'm not, you could have gone to Noki Jiu-Jitsu that day. You didn't go to a movie <laughs> this, or to a play. That's what a date is. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly his argument sometimes. Really? Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> go yes. on, I'll allow it, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I didn't end up going to the movies. And I'll just stay in with Nikki. He's like, oh, so you could have come to no gear. I'm like, well, no, because I had to stay in with Nikki. He's like... Well, you could have come to the gym first and then hung out with Nikki. I said, you try explaining <laughs> that to her. How long, how long is the no-gi class? See, it, it's, it can only be an hour. It can only be an hour? Then, because of Commonwealth well, it's law, an you're hour. not allowed to do it for, <laughs> for longer? Um, it's an hour with a half hour of uh, live rolling. Gross. All right. <laughs> an hour of, of what? Training? Training with a sensei? Uh, of instructions. Right. Yeah, so the professor shows you some moves and then you do them. So 90 minutes, you're out of there. Plus, you're probably going to have to, you're probably going to have to, what, take a shower or whatever, get dressed? Yeah. Uh, yes. What time is the, what time is the class? It starts at six. So I'm on Friday. On Wednesday, it starts at seven. At Wednesday, so uh, seven, seven to nine. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's prime time. Right. But you're young people. You can go out <laughs> after. Yeah. What is your fiance's name, Matthew? Nikki. And what style of martial art does she excel in? Um, anti Rodrigo. <laughs> oh, really? Does she does she get angry? <gasps> no, at him she likes him really. The... Yeah. But Rodrigo. I used to sleep over Matt's a lot. Uh huh. Go on. Because <laughs> uh, I used to when right when I graduated, I lived in Lemonster, and Matt lived. Here in Kenmore, which is right next to the gym. So all, every Friday, uh, or most of Friday, I would come and I would uh, go out drinking and sleep over at Matt's place and then go to the gym in the morning. You're like a jujitsu hobo? Like you're just going, <laughs> you're couch surfing to go, just to hit the gym? Well, no, no. Um, Not anymore. Though. I misspoke. I'd go on, we, we'd go to the gym and then uh, we'd go out after. And I would sleep over on Saturday, and then on Sunday I'd wake up and go home. And when, when, how long ago would this have been? And when, can I just paint the picture that I lived in a studio apartment with Nikki, (laughs) so there was literally a bookcase between our bed and the sofa that Rodrigo was sleeping on. And how long ago, when was the last time Rodrigo was sleeping on your floor or couch or whatever? Probably like when, February. When was the last time Rodrigo was sleeping in your dojo? <laughs> yeah, probably February. February of this year? Yeah. Rodrigo, do you have your own home now? Yes, I do. When you were sleeping with Matthew and his fiance every weekend night, were you and Matthew doing 
Were you and Matthew doing a lot more? Were you and Matthew more more matched in jujitsu? Were you doing a lot of jujitsu together at the time? Um, yeah, yeah. I think Matt before Matt was doing more, um, but yeah, I guess we were pretty even, or so. Do you want Matthew to excel <laughs> at jujitsu and go to these classes because you miss him? Well, I want to go because I think it'll make him better, and in the long run, I don't want to see him just stay at the same level um yeah because i feel like god if for, he did no gi there's god a lot of forbid. things that he can do that right yeah make sure that you know let's just keep it let's just keep it competitive let's just keep it you know you yes. want to push him along right god forbid you admit that you, <laughs> that you miss your friend in the sport where you where you spend a lot of time lying down on the ground hugging god forbid you, you acknowledge that you miss your pal <laughs> But no, you really, you I don't do, care. Do you don't care him. about seeing him. You really just want him to achieve at a higher level. Is that correct? Yes. I don't believe you. The problem is that Rodrigo has the highest standard because he uh, is probably the best competitor at the gym out of pretty much everyone there. So he kind of is at the top standard. So to expect me to be at the top standard too is kind of a, a bit, a bit much to ask. Yeah, especially as someone who grew up in England, that's a lot to ask. Right? <laughs> <laughs> to, to someone to achieve at the very height of their abilities. That's. <clears throat> I love. No, no. Listen, I love my listeners in in England and and the UK and in Ireland very much. Please let me come and see your country. Don't beat <laughs> me. Don't beat me up because you know what. You know what. One thing I know about England is they do allow striking. <laughs> they do allow they do allow punching there. You I think he's boss. just trying to build you up because he needs someone that he can really fight with. Uh not really, because there's there's other people at the gym who are higher level than both of us that like he will have someone to um to to compete against. Like he'll always have someone that's like a higher level at the gym that will, you know, challenge him. You know what, Rodrigo? You are saying that Matthew really wants to achieve at a higher level, but he is doing a really good job of acting as though he really does not care. Is he a liar? <laughs> he he is lying. Is he pulling a, he is does... he pulling a sneak on me right now? <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing he knows. Um, <laughs> he he goes probably four times a week, which is. I would say more than someone that is doesn't really care about something. Yeah, that's true. Because that's about probably three hours a day for uh, four days, so twelve hours a week. So I think that's more than someone who's just a casual fan. And I'm not, I'm not even asking him to uh, go more. I'm asking him to supplement a no gi class. I mean, a gi class with a no gi class. So he doesn't have to go more. He can just do one less gi class. Matthew, would you agree with Rodrigo's assessment that your jujitsu? has plateaued a little bit? Maybe earlier in this yes. year, but I feel like recently, not so much. Maybe a little this year, but recently not so much? <laughs> uh, I said earlier in this year. Earlier this year it plateaued. Recently you've, you've got your game back? You're, yeah. Or have you just found some I'm, opponents I'm, I'm who, don't know, who don't know your five moves? <laughs> <laughs> Do you I'm agree with his assessment? So progressed. Do you agree with his assessment? that your repertoire of moves is limited. Mm -hmm. Rodrigo, I don't believe 
you when you say you just want Matthew to get better, because that is a selfless motive. And I don't believe I'm Ayn Rand in this way. <laughs> I don't believe in selfless motives. I believe only in selfish motives. If you want me to compel your friend to go to a no-gi class and have a surfer fight with you or his, or your other friends, you have to tell me what your selfish motive is for bringing him to court. It can be anything. It can be that you want to see more of him. It can be that you want to fight him harder. It could be something nothing to do with him. It could be that you just wanted to hijack my podcast to have a good time with your pal. What is your selfish motive for bringing this case to court? It, it started off that Matt would always have an excuse, so that would always get on my nerves that he would never just outright say, I don't want to do no gi. Um, he would always have an excuse. Um, one time he even got a haircut and said he couldn't come. But um, he always had an excuse, and then, it got, to, and then uh, it got to the point where I wanted him to try your newer moves because it would get boring rolling with him sometimes. So I feel like if he had done Nogi, he would have to open up his game a little more and it'd be more entertaining. Like that could be a selfish reason. You finally got around to it. It would be enter- it would be more entertaining <laughs> for you if your friend was a better fighter. Yes. You may be good on the mat, sir, but in the in the in the octagon of the mind, I have got you so pinned you don't even know it. <laughs> But now I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you both go. I'm going to go uh, limber up in my uh, in my chambers. I'm going to put on my old-timey bathing suit. That's what I fight in. And uh, <laughs> I'll be back in a moment with my decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Rodrigo, how are you, how are you feeling about your chances? Uh, I don't know. I'm feeling okay. Um, not as confident as I thought I was going to be. At the beginning. You mean just because Judge Judge Hodgman basically told you to fear for your life like <laughs> 10 seconds yes. ago? <laughs> yes. How are you feeling, Matthew? I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I feel like I didn't get to state my whole case, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens. What did you leave out? Well, I feel like the main problem is that Rodrigo wants me to attend these no-gi classes, but it's not 100% my decision when you live with someone else. Hmm. So it was like 80%. What percentage? <laughs> what percent decision is yours? What percent decision is your fiancé's? And what percent decision is your hair's? Like whether it's long or I'd short. I'd say like 10% and needs a haircut. hair. 40% me, and then 50% fiancé. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what is the worst that either of you guys have ever gotten hurt doing this thing? Uh, I would say a few a month ago, actually, my something in my knee popped, which I think is probably the most serious. And you and still I'll, don't I'll know what it is. Finger. You haven't looked into it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not yet. I figured if it, I figured next week was my uh, the threshold where if it kept hurting, I would go. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. I actually broke my finger a week before a competition, and Rodrigo kept saying, oh, no, it'll be fine. Like, you only just stubbed it, keep training. <laughs> so I kept training for that week, and now my finger's just not ever going to be right again. <laughs> See, which shows how much he cares. <laughs> Have you guys thought about, like, water aerobics? <laughs> <laughs> Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. 
yeah, Matthew, you got to take some nogi classes. <laughs> uh, normally, I would, I would never ever, I would never ever compel someone to do something that they're not into, just because their dumb friend wants them to be into it. It's one of the, <laughs> it's one of the, it's one of the guiding principles of the of the of this court. Can't force someone to like what they're not into. You can't force someone to like something that you like. It's because you like no gi, Rodrigo. Doesn't mean that Matthew's got to get into it. And Matthew, if you had ever made one ounce of a compelling argument that you, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to prove a negative, but if perhaps impossible, but if, if you, if you had ever seemed at any point, um, passionate about anything at all, <laughs> it, should, it should, it should have been about your conviction that you don't, you don't need or want to go any further in jujitsu, but you're going four times a week. This is a big part of your life right now. This may make, uh, is it Nikki or Mickey who is your fiance? <laughs> Nikki. Nikki. This may make Nikki unhappy. I suspect it does. It's a weird thing to do with a bunch of dudes all the time, but that's me. That's me. It's not you. Nikki, Nikki may not be happy that you spend so much time at the gym and she might be uh, encouraging you to spend no more than you already are spending at the gym. And that's kind of a reasonable thing to put forward, but it is a big part of your life. And you admit that your repertory of moves has grown a little stale. <laughs> well, the thing is that I didn't put in there as my counter argument is that Nikki works away for the summer, and when Nikki was away, I attended all the classes, including the Nogi classes. Then, yes. No. No. <laughs> is that true? not one Nogi class? And I went to a Nogi class probably like I don't know a few weeks ago. That was after we were gonna be scheduled to come on here, and then after we after we were in the in Wait the locker room, you said, <laughs> "Yeah, it's a little late to be putting forward these arguments now." You understand what I'm saying? You. I, yeah, I understand what you said. I didn't realize how much time we had. I was just kind of list, still thought we were on Rodrigo's four this argument. A, this is a fight about fighting. You got to get your punches in. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe jujitsu is all about all about patience. It's technical. <laughs> it is patience sometimes. Yeah, but you, but you were. I didn't. I didn't feel. I didn't feel the baseball choke at any moment there. <laughs> I, I, I felt. I yeah, felt you, you were like a you were like a wet noodle in everybody's hands. <laughs> You're, you 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 were beaten before you walked in here. Maybe you were coasting on the fact that I don't like to compel people to do things that they're not into. But it, it, I consider it to be contempt of court. And uh, I appreciate, and I and I think that I think that there is more than a little subtext here uh, that your that your fiance perhaps rightly doesn't want as much jujitsu in her life since she is sharing you. <laughs> Uh, in a single room in Kenmore Square, not only with jujitsu, but sometimes other jujitsu dudes. That would be enough to put me off jujitsu. Well, we actually moved to Brookline, so it's not so bad anymore. Yeah, and that's not jujitsu town, let me tell you. Um, but I will say, where do you live? In, where do you live in Brooklyn? I'm not going to. I'm not going to stalk you. Kind of general neighborhood. Um, I'm like I'm by Amory. All right, cool. Yeah, that's nice. Nice. 
Yeah, it's nice area. You got the life. You're growing up. You're moving away from this jujitsu madness. <laughs> Lemonster here. Still, this guy's still into his, <laughs> still still into his high school uh, Thanksgiving Day uh, rivalry with Fitchburg. It's a child. I went to Fitchburg. Oh, you went to Fitchburg. I went to a private school in Fitchburg. Oh, well, la di da. <laughs> time to time to you know he he you're putting away childish things, getting ready to build a life with your with your fiance. Rodrigo is is grabbing childish things and holding onto them tight <laughs> on the floor. That's pretty much an accurate description of our relationship, actually. Yeah, but here's here's the thing: you can't jujitsu. The only thing that makes a difference here, if this were if this were like a a going to see movies club. Or a or or a, board, or a board gaming club, I'd be like, whatever, just play your play Scrabble at the dumb level that you're playing Scrabble now. That's that's what I do. I haven't gotten better. I know I can get better. If I sat down and I did the work, if I improved my vocabulary, oh, if I started studying my three word three letter words as much as the two letter words, my scores would go oh boom boom boom. I'd be hitting four hundred every time. I'm not playing to the best of my ability, but you know what it is? It's Scrabble, and it's between me and my wife. It's helping my relationship, not hurting it. But jujitsu, this is this is this is this is you know, this is non-blood blood sport. This is fighting, fighting. You can't be in it. You can't be. You can't be coming into a courtroom or going onto a jujitsu pod mat. What would you call it? I don't care. You can't be rolling this way in a fight. If you're rolling, you got to fight more. Fight more, or not, or not fight, or put us put this all aside. Start going, running on a treadmill, run on a treadmill and lift some weights. Like a, we actually like a do norm- that too. Yeah, I know you do it. I know, I know. But the jujitsu, <laughs> you want to do it, you got to do it. And I think, and I, and it's obvious to me. I think Rodrigo has not made much of a case for anything except for the <laughs> fact that no gi is clearly the Rubicon that you next need to cross in order to progress in jujitsu. If you want to progress in jujitsu, you've got to do it. If you don't feel like progressing in jujitsu, say, I don't feel like progressing in jujitsu anymore. I'm going to stop here and, and get off my back, Rodrigo, figuratively and literally. And Judge John Hodgman, go eat it. But if you do want to progress, and I think that you do, I think you got to you know, take one Friday a month at least and, and hit the no-gi class. Hit it. Hit hard. I want you. <laughs> how, many, how, many moves, what, how many moves, your, like your best moves, would you say? How many you got? Five, six? <laughs> Quite a lot. I think, I think five is an exaggeration. I don't best know how many is a lot. Say like four or five, yeah. Five, five? All right. I want you to check in. I want you to check in six months from now. I want to hear that you got 30 good moves. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit much. One Friday a month is not too much of a uh, t- not too much of a of a of a of a sacrifice. It has to be a Friday, right? Not date night. Wednesday's date night. Friday, right. Friday, you go out. You you grapple with your with your young friend. You you enjoy youth while you have it. You you hug each other so violently, and then you go and you get drunk and you have a great time, and then you go to your house. In Brookline and Rodrigo, you you go find a home wherever you may find it, <laughs> and that and that will be that will be literally the bond between you until until such time as you have gotten some you've progressed at jujitsu and you've decided whether or not 
is going to continue to be a part of your life because you appreciate that it's not it's not it's a it's a heavy it's a heavily training sport after a while you're gonna it's gonna hit the background as you get married as you pursue other things in your life you know it's gonna jujitsu is gonna have to hit unless you pursue it professionally or semi-professionally or you just become a street fighter it's gonna hit it's gonna hit the background <laughs> so i i encourage you to grapple with it as hard as you can right now and get as good as you can before it starts before it and rodrigo starts fading into in, 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 in your taillights and one one no gi class a week friday i uh, that's my ruling this is the sound of a gavel Judge John Hodgman rules that as all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Rodrigo, how do you feel? I feel good. I feel good. Um, if he does two two times a, a month, that'll be more than he's done it so far in two years. Matthew, are you excited about putting on that rash guard? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fine, although it's kind of worrying that Rodrigo already upped it from once a month to twice a month because I'm sure it will then go up to yeah, four I times noticed a that. month. I noticed, I noticed that too. Rodrigo, one time a month, yeah. one Friday a month. Uh, uh, right. Okay. That's my ruling, Rodrigo. If I, hear you're put, I, if I hear you're putting a baseball choke on him to do more, you're going to get a strongly worded letter from me, young man. Okay. Rodrigo, what's, what's a move that you think will really help Matthew if he adds it to his repertoire uh, in the, uh, the no-gi classes? A move, uh, to, 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 about... Preferably uh, one with a funny name. Uh, Brada Plata. Yeah. Guys, you got to learn Brada Plata, Matthew. <laughs> I mean, I'm oh, surprised you don't I'll already, you're not already super good at Brada Plata. <laughs> That's actually the move that Rodrigo got disqualified for in that video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic Brada Plata. <laughs> well, Rodrigo, Matthew, thanks so much for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2020, 2024, 2020, Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I, I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, Imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com Hodgman. 
The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up, seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist and Wired Magazine. Right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Judge Hodgson, ah. why are you fighting that baseball? I'm, I'm practicing jujitsu on it. That's why I'm rolling around on the floor with this baseball. I'm trying to choke it. <laughs> um, but I put the frankly, sneak you on may... me. <laughs> um, if you want to just sit down in that big comfortable chair, we could clear the docket. Oh, I know that move. You're not going to trap me again. <laughs> All right, I'll fall for it. Hmm, comfy chair. Let's do it. Here's something from Bryna. Brina? Brina. 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 
I get a ton of mailings this time of year looking for donations. Many are accompanied by address labels, notepads, holiday stickers, calendars, etc. I know they expect a donation, but though there are many worthy causes, I can't afford to support all of them. I stick with organizations I support regularly and give more to them rather than spread my giving thin. Is it okay to not give in return for unsolicited stuff that comes in the mail? No, you have to give $100 to everyone who mails you, no matter what, or you're a monster. What? Of course, yeah, no. Brenna, of course, you're fine. Uh, Just because uh, a charity, however worthy it might be, sends you a bunch of return address labels because they looked you up in the phone book or whatever else they try to guilt you into giving them some money doesn't mean that you have to give them money. Your charitable giving is your own choice to make, and the fact that you're doing any at all is more than a lot of people do. I'm looking at me right now. No, I give to charity, for heaven's sake. But this is truly one of those things where we feel bombarded all the time by what seem like gracious gestures uh, even the 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 fact that a gesture is made sometimes it seemed like uh, seemed gracious. This is one of those things these days where we feel bombarded by gracious gestures, uh, un, unasked for small gifts, or even just a, a, the gesture alone seems gracious enough to imp- put in our hearts a feeling of obligation. And the more that we are online and being asked to help kickstart a project or be a, make a little short video for someone's birthday or anything else that seems painless and harmless and would just take a few moments of your time or a few dollars, the reality is that it is painless to ask these things and to have these ideas, but it costs people time and money to take part in them. And if you are getting 50 or 60 or 100 a day... That is a lot of your time taken. Brina, you have to be careful with the time and money that you give away. Because while it's incredibly good of you to be charitable, and I admire it very much, you have to maintain your own time and enough money for those people who are close to you and around you as well. Just because someone has an idea for something does not create an obligation in you to take part in it. This is my incredibly Grinch-like message to you and all of you this holiday season. Hold back. Pick your battles. Give to something that's meaningful to you and give to it in a meaningful way. And understand that when they send you all those those free mailers and stuff like that, that that's their job. They're doing it and it's okay for you to let a few pass and focus on the things that are meaningful to you. Here's something from Peter. This isn't a dispute, but a brief compilation of the results of a not very scientific study of the prevailing party by gender in old episodes of the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I went back to dish soap or hand soap and listened to every episode up to resisting arrest. I noted the gender of the winner in each case. I kept a separate log for docket clearing cases. If I didn't know one party's gender, I left the case out. If there was no clear-cut finding in favor of one party, I called the decision split. Is this, main can court, I just ask, is this from the same guy who, who, who kept the scientific list of the best horror movies in a spreadsheet? <laughs> I, 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 salute, I salute Peter for doing important things with his time. As Judge John Hodgman said earlier, pick your paddles. I'm grateful <laughs> I'm grateful to have the data. So, let's hear it. I can take in it. In the main court cases, the decision was in favor of the ladies. 
by a score of 44 to 27. Whoa. With 13 split decisions and one stunning reversal of a case from male to female. In the docket... That was a, that was was, a crazy case. Where that guy turned was, into a girl before our eyes. <laughs> that was madness. Did not I mean, see I don't that mean coming. to be... I, I don't mean to be cisgender, uh, you know, intolerant, but that was wild to see. Um, All right. In the case of... In, in docket cases, uh, the score was 35 to 27, also favoring ladies. Mm-hmm. A little closer. I think an interesting, I think an interesting follow-up study would be to go through the list and throw out those cases where one party is clearly nuts. For example, the sadness tree guy, because it seemed as though a disproportionately high number of the crazy ones were men. Do with this information what you will. The split of women to men has been closer in recent episodes. Best wishes, and do keep taking the nutball dudes. They're always good for a laugh. Well, it's always good to hear from the men's rights advocacy internet groups. No, this is something that's definitely been on my mind. It's part of the reason why I took a a fairly long hiatus from adjudicating uh, uh, male-female marriage uh, disputes uh, or marriage-related disputes. uh, Because, you know, I, I, I acknowledge a bias. I think a lot of times... Dudes either are or come off as a little bit uh, more bonkers and pushy. And maybe there's something very vestigially chivalrous in me and wanting to defend uh, largely um, intelligent, rational women against the uh, dumb, dumb man children that they happen to marry. But I am trying to really listen to both sides of the case every time, regardless of gender, whether that gender comes from birth or decision or um, orientation. Uh, And uh, I don't really care. I just listen to who's less crazy than the other. And I tend to side with that person. That's how the numbers break down. That's how it goes. By the way, I also got a letter uh, recently from a gentleman who um, upbraided me uh, for uh, my treatment of the Sims family, Jason and Brandy Sims, the so-called sadness tree dude and his wife. Uh, for suggesting that his desire to observe a more moribund and contemplative advent than most Americans do uh, was crazy. But in fact, it's apparently uh, very common and commonly observed through a lot of, uh, in a lot of Catholic households. So one man's crazy sadvent is another person's uh, uh, um, serious religious observance. And all I can say is that I don't, I, I, don't uh, listen to gender or background. Uh, I listen to argument, and I listen to crazy, and um, and that is that. And I will continue to do so as best I can. I can only do what I can. That's all we've got on the docket this week. Hey, everybody! I don't know as of this recording how many Ragnarok survival kits we have left of the five hundred that were made. But when all five hundred are sold, that is all that will ever be made, including the Ragnarok uh, special extended edition DVD. There will never be another DVD other than the 500 that were made for these kits. And I'm not saying that uh, you have to do something just because I had an idea. I'm not like one of those loathsome charities that's bothering Brynna. I just made a thing that I like. And if you are interested, they're still for sale. Uh, If they're not sold out by now at johnhodgman.com slash greenfield 
or bit.ly slash survive Ragnarok. I also have some shows coming up in January at the Public Theater as part of the Under the Radar Festival. It is my new one-man show called I Stole Your Dad, uh, 90 minutes of new comedy and Ayn Rand impersonation. Some of you may have seen it on the road. Uh, if you live in New York City uh, or nearby and would like to come, just go to the Public Theater website and tickets are available there. Hey, I'm going to be in San Francisco at SF Sketchfest with Jordan doing Jordan Jesse Go on February 8th. It's a Saturday afternoon with special guest Rob Cordry. Maybe you've heard of him. That's a no miss. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's you'd be a real yutz if you didn't come out to that one. Um, and then the next day, uh, which is a Sunday, we're going to be doing a tribute to our Max Fun colleague, uh, Mal Sharp of Coil and Sharp, who is a genuine San Francisco legend and a genuine comedy legend. And he is a great and hilarious guy who you will really enjoy getting to know on stage. Uh, it's going to be me and some other famous comedy people who love Coil and Sharp, the, uh, the cult put-on duo of the early 1960s. Um, so if you're in San Francisco, buy tickets for those SF Sketchfest shows. There's going to be all kinds of, all kinds of other great shows at SF Sketchfest, but um, don't, don't miss those two featuring me. You can find more information at MaximumFun.org. Just look at the, uh, you know, the calendar on the right-hand side. I am personally in a white-hot rage that I'm going to have to miss those shows due to prior commitments um, because uh, Coil and Sharp, uh, some, uh, uh, something that I learned about through you, Jesse, long before we even really knew each other, uh, is one of the most um, profoundly amazing uh, bits of comedy history and ongoing comedy brilliance uh, that I, I can ever uh, imagine and have ever encountered. And Rob Cordry, of course, also uh, uh, ongoing comedy brilliance, a total inspiration to me, and a great dude, and also a Massachusettsian. Those sound like two great shows at SF Sketchfest, which, by the way, as far as I'm concerned, is the premier comedy festival in North America these days. Fantastic. Don't miss it. We did 100 episodes of the Coil and Sharp podcast for MaximumFun.org, which are still available in iTunes. Just search for Coil and Sharp. And I would say, if you've never heard Coil and Sharp, just... Go into your iTunes or your podcatcher and download the episode titled Maniacs in a Living oh, Hell. It is one of the most favorites. amazing. <laughs> it's one of the most amazing things you will ever hear. And if you download that and you don't want still don't want to come to the tribute um, and meet Mal, the guy who invented the insane ideas therein, um, then you know, I, I yeah. can't do much for you. And I have some really big news, Judge Hodgman for MaximumFun.org. I want to hear it. Great. We are launching on this very day as we launch this episode of Judge John Hodgman, four brand new Maximum Fun shows. Ooh. That's right. Four brand new Maximum Fun programs. Wow. Three brand new programs. No, that's incorrect. Four brand new Maximum Fun programs. And we are relaunching our hit show, International Waters, with a brand new host. So I will run down what these shows are. You should give them a sample. Give them a listen. I think you'll love them. Uh, I'm gonna, number one. I'm going to make a note of it. Number one. Go. International Waters relaunched twice a month with new host Dave Holmes. That's <gasps> right. Television's Dave Holmes with a, one of the funniest, most convivial men in America. Um, a him. much more competent host than I uh, is taking over International Waters and the show's going to twice a month. It's the pop quiz battle uh, between English comedians and American comedians. It is a hilarious show. Two cultures um, Jordan, separated by a common language. 
Exactly. You, you really said it. That is, a, that is a kind of insight I can rely on you for, Judge Hodgman. So that's number one. Stole it. Uh, two. Number, number two, we have a show called The Goose Down. This is a show hosted by comedians Jasper Red and Kimberly Clark. And Jasper and Kimberly uh, have the most wonderful rapport between the pair of them. Um, it is like they named it the Goose Down because it is like being enveloped in a comforter of their sort of Jasper's laconic drawl and Kimberly's Midwestern sweetness. Uh, it is a really funny show, but a, the kind of show where you listen to 10 minutes of it and you want to be best friends with both of the hosts. I subscribe. That's number That's number two. I have number three Song written down Exploder. here. Exploder. Song Exploder, which is a new show that investigates uh, investigates songs. The first episode I- involves the Postal Service, mm-hmm. and essentially what your host Rishi does is he takes a song, breaks it down into its individual tracks, individual instrumental tracks, and interviews the creator about the creation of that song, and then essentially mixes all those elements back up into a version of the song that sometimes goes down to a single drum track or a single guitar track and the narration of the creator describing why he or she made the choices he or she made. It's totally amazing. Wow. Um, Mashup culture. Really, it's, it's the way of the future. A really cool, great thing. Number three. Am I on three? Four? No. Lady to Lady. I have number four. Lady to Lady, which is a show about... Uh, well, we're calling it a show about uh, the stuff that ladies talk about when dudes aren't around. Uh, although obviously it's a podcast, we can't keep dudes from listening to this thing. The pe- the hosts are too hilarious. I want to. I want to listen. I want to listen because I want to know what the ladies are saying. And then finally, a show called Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Ross and Carrie essentially once a month investigate a semi-scientifical phenomenon. And when I say investigate, they full-on investigate it. They went to a month's worth of meetings of a weekly. Uh, 9-11 truthers group in Los Angeles. Whoa. Um, they took uh, they took anti-hangover cures until they threw up. Um, and then they report back once a month. Uh, it is a totally fascinating and also very funny show. So who are the, ho- who are the hosts? Who are Ross and Carrie? Ross and Carrie are investigators. Oh, okay. They are writers. They are writers, journalists, and investigators. And I am told, John, that our mutual friend... Uh, journalist, writer, and uh, sometime humorist John Ronson Love him. Uh, is going to be a regular contributor to the program because he is such a big fan. Sold. Yeah, come on. It's that easy. I actually Go got, I got, a, I got a list of five. I got International Waters, Goose Down, Song Exploder, Lady to Lady, Oh No, Ross and Carrie, Five New Essential Listens to, Listen To's, Subscriptors, you know what I mean, podcasts that I want to hear. Yeah. At the very least, give them a shot. It's all new at MaximumFun.org. We're, we're really proud of all these new shows and proud we can share them with you. Hey, thank you very much, Jesse. I appreciate that. But who came up with the title for our show today? This week's show was named by Nick Meritz. Thanks, or Nick. Or possibly Maritz or Maritz. Uh, or Maritz. Maritz. Uh, if you want to name an episode of Judge John Hodgman, like us on Facebook. Just type in Judge John Hodgman on Facebook and click like. Or you can follow us on Twitter. We usually announce those on Twitter as well. I'm at Jesse Thorne. Hodgman is at Hodgman. And our uh, our show's 
uh, edited by Mark McConville and produced by Julia Smith. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. If you have a dispute that you would like me to evaluate and then perhaps hear right here on the podcast or in the page of the New York Times Magazine, just go to MaximumFun.org slash JJ Ho or write me directly, Hodgman at MaximumFun.org, where I will personally review your dispute and uh, we'll move on from there. We'll see what happens. Thank you. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.